0: Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com
1: Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe.
0: Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J. Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the king of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Lou Gowan. Whatever Wrestle Talk is and whoever Lou Gowan is, Vote the Raven.
1: Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pequenell, and as always, I'm joined by my intangible co-host, Tempest. The <laughs> uh, I'm
2: Tempest. You can't see, but I'm actually wearing the Liw shirt now.
1: Yeah, we match. We're actually yeah. the intangibles now because we've got matching we t-shirts. Yeah. yeah, it's the best. Um, how are you doing today, man?
2: I'm actually doing quite well, quite well, Pete. I had a pretty nice night last night. I went for a walk and I had a very like wholesome, endearing moment that I was completely not expecting. Mm -hmm. It was just it was a moment where I could like appreciate life in general. Mm -hmm. I was just like I was walking down a street. This isn't a long story, but like I was walking down a street, just kind of like minding my own business, just kind of listening to music, hanging out and these two kids like go by past me on bikes mm-hmm. and one of them turns around he's like hey guess what and i'm expecting this kid's like maybe 12 maybe yeah. 13 somewhere around there so i'm expecting him to be like a dick right? yeah 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 totally. you know but he goes by and he's just like i just made out with a girl and i was like <laughs> and i waited for like a second to like have it register, and i was like good for you man you know <laughs> And I don't know, like, I could tell that he was, like, excited. Like, this was a special moment to him. Mm -hmm. I was just like, you know what? I was expecting you to be a dickhead, but I'm going to take the leap of faith that you're not. And I'm going (laughs) to just say that, like, you know, like, this kid's going down the street and he's all excited. Like, that was a major moment in his life. And I think that's cool. That's special. I yeah, that was like a tiny little window cool. into someone's life that I have no idea who it is. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing to believe that
1: he's a nice guy. It's a, a moment of pure innocence. Uh, exactly. In, in some in somebody's life. That's very wholesome. It felt like um, a John Hughes movie or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh my day yesterday uh was uh well my evening i should say because i was working yesterday during the day but my evening was spent eating ice cream and switching my phone off because i hated how much i was on my phone lately so i just switched off and said nope i'm just having some ice cream i'm just watching rubbish on tv and that's going to be my night um So yeah, slightly different ends of the spectrum, one could say, Um, but regardless, let's get into talking about SmackDown, um, where the first thing we're going to be talking about was probably the biggest thing to happen on this show was the return of Aleister Black, who inserted himself right in the main event of this show. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the show. Let's talk about this Alistair Black return. Uh, Because for the last few weeks, we've been having these Alistair Black vignette promos, which has just been him talking about father and other spooky things uh, that he was talking about. It kind of got to a point now, I'm still very much into the character, got to a point where he was just kind of speaking spooky dooky nonsense and not really saying anything of value, but it looked really cool. So I was still into it. It was fine. Um, He had another one on this show, uh, which was him saying that essentially like now's the time to purge the roster of all the sins of people that are on it and all that jazz. And I was like, okay, cool. This this is fine. Uh, But then that wasn't it because uh, he had his promo earlier in the night. But then it came to the main event, which we might as well talk about now while we're here which was a fatal four-way match between Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Apollo Crews, and Big E for the Intercontinental Championship in a fake four-way. Um, I will say, I thought the first half of this match was a little bit too one 1v1. It was just like, Here's a singles match. And then this person rolls out the ring and here's the singles match. And then this person rolls out the ring and here's another singles match for a bit. That was the first half of the match. Then the second half of the match, they went, let's have one of the best matches of the year. <laughs> <And then> just <laughs> br- uh, brought out all the stops in the second half and just all the like the biggest moves Every Everyone at various different points looked like they had the match won. There was like all the big moves coming out, all the near falls, um, And it got to a point where I'm not going to list all the spots because there was way too many, honestly. Um, But it came to a point where... Uh, biggie hit the big ending onto uh onto apollo Cruz, but commander as on the outside drags biggie out the ring uh biggie managed to take care of him and push him into the ring post but when he got back in suddenly the lights changed the smoke came out on the ramp and out came alistair black to make his grand return uh no music or anything uh on this occasion which makes me think he might have a new entrance theme i reckon on his return but that's just me um which they're saving for like a big, big entrance that he's going to make for his first proper matchback, I reckon. Um, and uh, yeah, he came out and just hit a black mass straight onto uh, straight on to, um, Big E. Um, and then Apollo Crews managed to pin Big E to get the win. So Apollo Crews retains. Uh, I quite liked it. Quite like this. I thought this was quite effective. And I thought that um, I, I thought that it's it's refreshing for me at least to see someone who's had this kind of character rework come out and actually do something um on their return and not kind of go through weeks of squash matches or not come out and stand right. on the stage and look spooky for a bit or just do the same promos but live in the ring for weeks on end he came back and he'd done something immediately and he's straight into a feud with biggie which is great
2: yeah if you're gonna do it do it that way you know mm-hmm. i i'm well past tired like this gives wwe a reason to immediately start doing stuff with him as opposed to just doing the three-week push but getting tired of it after three weeks you know which is what we've seen way too much in recent years but i'll get the only negative i have about alistair black out of the way early i don't like the contact (laughs) <laughs> he's, go- was he's ask got about one the contact. blue contact mm-hmm. and to me it's so dumb like did they just look at alistair black he's like you know he just doesn't look interesting enough this guy whose you know. body is 90 percent covered in tattoos and has nice long hair he needs he needs to have kane's eyes
1: yeah well you know he did also it fits with continuity he hurt his eye you know uh, that, that's the uh the 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 effect of having his eye put into the corner of the steps it fits oh, yeah. continuity tempest God, where's your loyalty to long-term storytelling oh yes i didn't realize yeah. that if you crush your eye
2: it turns white mm-hmm. like that but yes yeah. so that's my that's my only only negative out of out of this i thought that the reintroduction of alistair black was good i like it when they do a surprise return of a guy the same week that they air another one of his promos because yes. he's still fresh in your mind from earlier in the show i like that i like him versus Big E. I don't know exactly what the story is going to be there but obviously alistair black is going to do his spooky nonsense and Big E seems like a good foil for that because he's someone who's like a very like loud and you know extravagant character so i feel like they would play off of each other like they're basically opposites is what i'm trying to say and usually that's a good thing for a character who's like this like you want a spooky these people character and on the other side you can have like a really like for the people positive guy and that's what you have in Big E. and then the match was good like i really like the match a lot of people in the past few weeks have been comparing this to the Extreme Rules 2016 match with Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Cesaro, and The Miz, which was also very good. But yeah, this is, this is good stuff. I don't know if it was yeah. quite that good, but it was still really good.
1: Yeah, it was. It was, it was a good character reintroduction. Um, I like the fact that the four-way main evented the show. And it wasn't just like, you know, as amazing and as positive as we've been about Roman Reigns and all the Roman story and everything that's happening with him. And honestly, I feel like this show could have done with a bit more Roman Reigns story in it, but that's just me. Um, I'm glad that the Intercontinental title was w- deemed worthy enough to be the main event of the show and having Alistair Black's reintroduction as part of that. I thought it all worked really well together Um and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what Black does. Like you said, I don't know what the story is going to be. However, I think, as you mentioned, like the Biggie being the foil to it makes a lot of sense to me because I feel like in Alistair Black's character of being like, people are too, um, like, people aren't ruthless enough these days and all that jazz that he's been talking about. I think Biggie's a good contender for that, for him to just be like, you are you are the epitome of the problem. Uh, this is why I came after you kind of thing. And it wouldn't just be like, I attacked you because you're a baby face. I feel right. like there there is a there could be a reason for Black to go after Biggie uh in particular. So I th- I think it works, um, all in all. Um so yeah, I thought it was a uh, pretty positive. Um and I'm excited to see what, what Black does. I'm still into the character. Like I said, the, the spooky dookie promos did kind of get a bit these are words at this point. Yeah. Uh, but they still sounded very cool when he delivered them very well. So oh well, I'll forgive him for that because it still sounds cool. Um Anyway, unless you have any other points, I think we should find um, out what everyone else thinks. Yeah, not
2: particularly. The only other thing that I'd really thought about this is uh, Biggie's character right now reminds me in a certain way of like Rob Van Dam almost, just in someone sure. who isn't the guy who gets upset, but can if you push him hard enough,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
2: which was always a, a selling point of Rob Van Dam way back in the day where... They always wanted him to be the guy to fire up and everything. But he was Rob Van Dam and, you know, was very mellow for some mm-hmm. reason, you know. I don't know why. <laughs> no, not a clue. But I like that uh, there's a lot of similarities there in the terms of like if you're going to do a storyline about a guy who is like really dark and angry, you need to put him against someone who is very much not that. And Biggie to me is a perfect guy to do that with.
1: 100%, yeah, absolutely 100%. Um, and for me as well, I'm really happy that Biggie's still got something to do. After he's moving away from the Intercontinental title here, I was kind of worried that he might get lost a little bit um, mm-hmm. because they're not going to push him up. I, don- I didn't think they were going to push him up to the Roman Reigns level just yet. Um, so I think... Um, yeah giving him black now sounds like a pretty a pretty good idea i think uh for me to to make sure that biggie's still still relevant so to speak because i bloody love biggie and he deserves to still be relevant all the time because he's great
0: selling a little or a lot Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash
2: host.
1: So, let's see what you guys thought. Uh, if you want to get in your ultra chats, wrestletalk.com forward slash support is a link to do so. There's a link in the pinned comment and at the top of the description. Uh, and the link is on screen right now as well. Uh, if you get in your ultra chats, we'll make sure to get through every single one of your messages before we get, before we end the show today. Uh, Michael Rivera comes in to say Alistair Black is back. And the fatal four-way match was awesome too. One of the reasons SmackDown is, is a better show than Raw is that in the last seven months, we've had three, four star or more matches. This match, Roman versus KO and Roman versus Daniel brian i agree and i'd also say just in general the quality of in-ring wrestling is just better overall like you obviously like the the roman matches that you mentioned but also like Jey usos had some bloody brilliant matches uh like the cage match against brian i thought was fantastic there's a there's a lot of really good Uso main event matches that they've had um yeah smackdown in general has just been great
2: i I mean i've been talking about this for a while but it's kind of shocking to me how loaded up the SmackDown roster is compared to Raw. Like, yeah. there are still good wrestlers on Raw, don't get me wrong, but, like, everyone who works a program on SmackDown is really talented, whether it's, like, the Roman Reigns, Cesaro, Usos storyline, or for a while we had Daniel Bryan on the show. Additionally, now, like, we've still got, like, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Apollo and Big E, Alistair Black's coming back, Seth Rollins is there. Like, everyone here is, like, really good. But on Raw, you've still got guys like Braun Strowman in the main event all the time. And like Braun Strowman can have a good match, as we saw at Backlash. But if you put his name on a marquee, I'm not going like, got to
1: see that one, man. Ooh. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100 percent. Um we've got a couple more just about SmackDown in general here. Anthony Velasquez says, uh, do you guys think Roman refuses to let Jay compete in that tag match next week? I feel like WWE is going to build towards the Usos finally tagging again. Uh, Yes. And we'll talk about that more in a little bit uh, when we get to those segments, but in short, yes. Um, sadie 6969 Degan says ding dong hello what's up liw happy saturday forgot smackdown was on last night because i was watching nxt takeovers till like 4 a.m lol uh, but i did hear that bailey stole the show as per usual by roasting the children also roman is fine af hashtag <laughs> liw 444 life yes he is um I agree with every part of that statement yes uh and bailey was very good i agree uh, on this show which we'll talk about in a little bit here Uh, let's get into reviewing the rest of the show. Um, it started off with um, every champion on SmackDown, bar Roman Reigns, uh, standing on the stage. Uh, all the champions on SmackDown standing in a row. Uh, and uh, WWE official Sonya Deville. That's that's act- actually her now. She is WWE official Sonya Deville. Uh, saying, kind of re- re- re-announcing that uh, fans are coming back in July to WWE and saying that she wanted to thank all of the champions uh, for all the work they've done during the Thunderdome era of WWE. Um, thanks all the champions. Thanks Ray Mysterio and, and Dominic, who literally just became the champions for all your work during the Thunderdome. Thanks Natalya and Taminov who've just become the champions for all your work during the Thunderdome era. Uh, and also Apollo Crews who cut a little promo um, and uh, Bianca Belair. So, but when she introduces um, Roman Reigns to come out to make his own entrance, which I was like, of course, Roman's going to get his own entrance. Makes a lot of sense. And then she introduced Roman Reigns. And I was like, wait a second. Out of everything we know about Roman Reigns, there's no way he would come out for this really like pandering promotional segment. There's no way Reigns is going to come out for this. And wouldn't you know it, he didn't. Paul Heyman came out. And he came out to Roman Reigns' old theme, which I'll be honest, I completely missed when I was watching. I di- did did <laughs> not even register that in the slightest. I it, I okay. think it's because it's just been so ingrained for so many years now of that theme. As soon as it hit, I was like, "It's it's the music. It's the Reigns' music." Um, and I, I I literally didn't pick up on it until later on, and I was like, ah, "I didn't even include that in my editing review." Ah, well, that's fine. Um, but yeah, Paul Heyman came out, and I thought this was a a really nice promo from Paul Heyman of him just being like. These people on the stage are title holders. They're not champions because there's one champion and it's Roman Reigns. Uh, it's a, a wonderful little line uh, from Paul Heyman. And he's always just a great promo. And they, oh, by the way, they called this the parade of champions. And Paul Heyman says there will be a parade of champion later. And I was like, that's just great. <laughs> that's just really good. Well done, Heyman. You're great. Yeah.
2: So I, I have thoughts about this whole mm-hmm.
1: thing. Yeah.
2: First, like, first of all, I didn't, I didn't want to be, like, too negative on it at all. Because, like, at first they come out and they say, like, oh, we're having fans back. And it's supposed to be, like, a real, like, hoorah moment, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I found the way that they were kind of doing something like this is a little bit odd. Because... let's let's celebrate all of these champions who've done so much during the Thunderdome era, and you've got two teams that won their titles a week ago. Mm -hmm. And, like, you couldn't bring the roster out, you couldn't say, we'd really like to show our, our support for all of the workers that we've had here that have done so much behind the scenes over this very difficult time. Something like that. You know, something a little bit more meaningful. And, I was kind of going along with it. I was like, you know what? It's fine. It's not a big deal. I can enjoy what they're doing here. But I did think it was, like, kind of stupid a little bit. Like, it was WWE pandering. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, the only way that this isn't going to be stupid is if Roman Reigns is involved. And I think Roman Reigns not being involved, like, hit the nail on the head that it is kind of dumb. Yeah. Because if you're not going to involve Roman Reigns in a dumb segment, then... It's probably a dumb segment. But uh I enjoyed all the promos that were in the segment though, and that helped a lot. And there were a lot of them because Paulo Cruz got a promo too. It was just kind of your basic, like I'm the intercontinental champion and
1: I'm respect. Me. Later.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, but I thought he did a good job. Obviously, Paul Heyman then came out and did a good job. And then Bailey came out and mm-hmm. did a good job. Oh, yeah. And I I gotta be honest, man. I really like Bailey. Yeah, I really, same. Really, really like Bailey. She's I don't know where it kind of came from, because to me, I was having a conversation with a friend about, like, where all of the four horsewomen lie with each other, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of, like, ranking. And I think Bailey kind of gets overlooked a little bit. You know, she's been great for, like, the last two years, basically. Mm -hmm. But when you look at all the four horsewomen, like, Sasha, I feel like, has, like, the most mainstream appeal. Like, she was in the Star Wars, you know, and everything like that. She was on Hot Ones. Like, she's got a lot of mainstream appeal. Charlotte is obviously WWE's golden child. They Mm -hmm. love her. And then Becky Lynch is the one that was chosen by the people and was a big star. But Bayley doesn't really have anything like that. She's just been like a really consistent, awesome worker and performer. And to me, that almost endears me more to them. You know, like I really like Bayley just kind of like working her way. And eventually I'm hoping she'll get up to that same level in the eyes of everybody. But she's so good. Like she can go out and cut a good promo, and then go out and have a good match. She had a good match on Sunday. Big fan of Bailey. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm. I'm all on board with you there. I'm. I'm a huge fan of Bailey. Um, and also I've seen a couple of people saying just like, oh, didn't you hate it when they brought out the uh the roster at WrestleMania? Uh, no, I didn't. I thought it was cool. No, so, I thought that was a really nice moment. Yeah, I I thought it was good. Um, and yeah, if they are gonna do a genuine like. We can't wait to have the fans back. Big kind of, yeah, let's go everyone kind of moment. Then I agree Then maybe they should have had a bit more more people there. Um, and yeah, if, yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, Bailey's promo I thought was so, so good because she was right. Because she's literally mm-hmm. like, oh, you're going to appreciate all the champions that have done all the work in the Thunderdome era. I held the title yeah. for three hundred and eighty days. Was a double champion and put the company on my back. And I mean, we've said enough on, on various Wrestle podcasts how bloody brilliant Bailey and Sasha were during, especially the performance center section of that era. Goodness me, they bloody carry the company during that time. Um, so yeah, yeah, they they deserve all the yeah. credit. Um, and then Bianca Belair comes down to the ring uh, because Bailey starts mouthing off against her and says, "Why don't you try and take the title off me then?" And then. Shayna Baser and Nia Jax attack Bianca Belair. Why? Am I missing something? Have they had an interaction? Have they had an interaction like anywhere at all? On any show?
2: Not not really. I mean Shayna faced Bianca Belair
1: at a takeover one time. Well, yeah, I I did mean recently, like in the last week. (laughs) Because they they just attack Bianca Belair for no reason. They're just there. And then Natalia and Tamina come down to try and make the save. And then they get beaten up as well. And then it's a six-woman tag after an ad break. Here's another question. Why are Shayna and I on the show? They're from Raw and they're not the champions anymore. They can't float across brands like the champions can. Why are they here? They shouldn't be here. Mm, because, Pete, annoyed me.
2: you see, they don't have any teams. And that's
1: yeah. why. Yeah, 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 yes. I okay, yes, let me let me clarify that. I know why they're here <laughs> in K why are they here? They should not be able to be here because- appa- yeah. apparently the brand split matters at some points, but you know whatever. I'm just glad though, after the the whole debacle that this match was that they're having a rematch for the women's tag team titles, and it's on raw. thank God, I don't have to watch it. God, yay, yeah, thank you.
2: If they're going to do it, do it on the show that we don't have to watch. Yeah, but for yeah, God's sake, it, it. let this let this be the end, <laughs> please, please. Please, for the love of all that is holy and good in the world, let me never have to watch this feud again. But I know that
1: they're going to keep going, so why why bother getting worked up? Uh, genuinely when this match came to an end, we'll talk about the ending of the match and I'll see my reaction to it because this match to me, I think they were going for a chaotic vibe for the match, but to me, it just felt kind of messy and confusing more than chaotic. Um, There's a lot of things going on and not all of it was very good, Um, but you know, it, it was, it was a decent enough match. It wasn't terrible by any means. It was just kind of there and felt a little bit like sloppy at times, but it was okay. Um, and then it got towards the end. Load of, like, people getting their spots in. Bianca Belair had hurt her knee earlier in the match. So she was setting that on the outside and stuff. And then Shayna Baszler tapped out Natalia, and I just started laughing. I I couldn't help myself. I just started laughing because it was so bad. Not because Shayna's winning. Don't get me wrong. I love Shayna Baszler, and she totally should be winning more. But, my God, you had... This team of Natalia and Tamina build up to win the tag titles last week against Shader and, and Naya. And it's this big, like, yeah, Tamina's finally done it. natalia has got another title. Let's go. Feel good moment. And then they tap out to the team they beat one week later. You can't even have them defend it properly. Granted, it wasn't a, t- a title match. But my goodness me. What? Why? What? there was another match later on that I'm going to talk about. They did the same thing. Wins and losses don't matter. They, they just don't matter anymore because obviously this win was supposed to set up the rematch later on, but they were already having matches against them. So why not just give them another rematch anyway, if you're going to do it, just give them a rematch without them having to pin the champions or tap out the champions in the first place. I, Mm. (laughs) this feud doesn't end. This feud doesn't end Tempest.
2: No, it doesn't. And, like I don't have the energy in me to get worked up over it just because I've lost my mind. I've so completely just, they've left me behind when it comes to this feud and they're just still going. They're just going to keep going and going and going and never stop. Cause like, I think Sean put something on Twitter about how this is like the 12th time these two have wrestled (laughs) since March or some garbage. And I'm just like, yeah, I bet it is. I don't know what the actual numbers are. You can, you can check his Twitter. But, like, come on. This is how I know. Like, reports come out, and they're like, oh, yeah, Paul Heyman has a really, like, he has his hands in the Roman Reigns stuff, and this is why it's so good. I completely believe it because we still get garbage like this on the show. You know? It's like I I was really hoping. I was really hoping that last Friday and Backlash would be like, okay, we did the WrestleMania stuff for an extra month. We complained about it on this show, about how stuff at WrestleMania, I guess, didn't really seem to matter that much because they just kept going. Mm-hmm. But they're still going. Yeah, yeah. You did the backlash and that's it. You can finish it. It's done. Forget about it. They even did the rematch and the tag title match on Raw. Why are we still here? That goes for so much on this show. Like, I'm over it. It's done. It's done. But put mm. another random team together I don't even yeah. care just do something else you don't need to have the champions lose in their like first Smackdown match after winning the titles give yeah. them something for a little while
1: yeah <sighs> yeah and I'm also sad. also the, the part of the coursely invitational <laughs> The quarterly invitational. <laughs> Get out of here.
2: We're gonna bring back the, the dark hour of Raw too. The <laughs> wild
1: card. Corey Graves' electric chair. Yeah. Good God. Oh. Anyway, um, you know whose fault it is. It's Reginald's fault. It's all Reginald's fault. It's
2: because he's here.
1: Yeah. God damn it, Reginald. Um, oh. we then had uh, Biggie backstage. Got a nice little promo ahead of the uh, IT title main event later. Thought it was pretty good. Just got nice like and fired this. up saying yeah. he's going to win. It was good. Uh, we then had the Alistair Black promo that we've spoken about uh, earlier as well, saying it's time to cull the herd. Uh, and then Baron Corbin came out um, without his crown. Uh, and Michael Cole said and points out I never realized how bold Corbin-, Corbin is. Dude doesn't wrestle in a crown. Dude dude has nothing on his head every time he wrestles.
2: Oh, God. He's the worst
1: commentator, man. (laughs) Ah, Shinsuke had stolen Corbin's crown, so he came out without a crown. Come on now. (laughs) Um, And then they showed little video clips of Shinsuke wearing the crown and doing his thing, posing with his whatever, driving around in a crown. It's sure. And then Corbin cut a promo saying he's a king. I want my crown because I'm a king. I'm a king. I'm a king. I'm a king. Uh, you guys aren't kings. I'm a king. It's basically the promo. Um, that was yeah. essentially the, the whole gist of it. And then, out of nowhere, we get Rick Boogs, <laughs> who, who came out on the stage with a guitar. And I was like, have I missed something here? What the hell is going on? <laughs> um, and then he decides he wants to play Shinsuke Nakamura down to the ring. Um, and I tell you what, the guitar sounded pretty good. Given that, I give him that. Thought it sounded pretty cool, and I also quite enjoyed Pat McAfee here, really getting into the guitar and annoying Michael Cole. I'm all for people annoying Michael Cole. It was it, mm-hmm. it was pretty good. Um, and then I just said, I guess Rick Boogs is now with Shinsuke. I I guess. Okay. Sure. Sure. These two look like they'd hang out together. Yeah. <laughs> And I tell you what, Rick Boogs was probably my highlight of the Performance Center um era of uh of uh the, the pandemic because goodness me him in the crowd at the performance center was so funny. Um yeah. just hearing him AJ cutting a heel promo, just him off in the distance, just going, You suck, AJ! Like at the top of his voice, it was the best. Um I can't remember who else was doing a a a promo in the ring. Think it might have been Seamus or something like that. And it's just him just going, Are you nuts? Just out of nowhere. <laughs> like, he's very charismatic. He's naturally very funny. Um, so I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about this. I don't know where it's gonna go. I don't know how many le- how much legs this has, but uh, sure. Um I, mean, I can
2: I can tell you that Rick Boogs has two legs.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Andy. Um... <laughs> okay, can and I was... can I quickly pose oh, a question
2: because I I just I genuinely want to gauge public opinion. Do we prefer Rick Boogs or Eric Boogenhagen? Boogenhagen. Yeah, that's a more fun name. And I didn't know if I was like I didn't know if people really loved the Rick Boogs name. So mm-hmm. I just wanted I wanted to put that out there because I they... I think I prefer Eric Boogenhagen. Bogenhagen
1: is so much better, uh, and also they changed the spelling of Boogs here. Yeah, because it used to be B U G E Z or Z, uh, but now it's B O O G S, which is just worse. Yeah. So they've gone from Bogenhagen to Boogs to worse Boogs. So,
2: <laughs> you know, yeah. And chat seems to agree that it's Bogenhagen all the way. So all
1: right, good, good to know. Thank you, chat. Yeah. All day, every day. Um, and then we had the match of Corbin versus Shinsuke, which was. A match. If you've it seen was the a Corbin, match. We saw
2: it last week.
1: Uh, yeah, if you've seen a Corbin match or a Nakamura match in WWE before, you've probably seen this one. It was a match, and then this is a bit of a pet peeve I have about the show, and I feel like I'm just being salty about everything, and I am. Um, you're totally justified to just be like, you're just whining. I am. Um, I hate the fact it's become a bit of a staple in WWE that distraction finishes obviously are all the time. What I really hate is that the distractions never seem to come at a logical time. It's because, well, it's time for the end of the match. There should be a distraction now. So Rick Boogs was out there the whole time at ringside with the guitar, just chilling, vibing, minding his own business. And then it was time for the end of the match. So Rick Boogs started playing the guitar again. There was no reason for him to just start playing the guitar. He just did it because he felt like it, because the scripting told him now was the time to start playing the guitar again, which distracted Corbin, and then Nakamura got a roll-up victory on Corbin. So this feud must continue. So
2: the, the only thing that I really... Because I don't care. I don't care about this feud. I don't care about Baron Corbin, and um, it makes me sad, but I don't really care about Shinsuke Nakamura right now. I cared about him in January mm, when he had that yeah. really good gauntlet match. But we're way past that now. So the thing that stuck out to me in this match, because I feel like we as fans, as like a collective group of fans, have Shinsuke Nakamura at a certain place in our mind, right? Mm-hmm. As far as like his his place on the roster and everything. And then again, we as wrestling fans would have Baron Corbin in a place in our mind on the roster. Like this was a match this was a totem pole match to me where you get to see where WWE considers people on the totem Mm -hmm. pole where last week Baron Corbin rolled up uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and beat him. And this week it took a distraction to beat Baron Corbin. When I'm looking at that going, how is Shinsuke Nakamura the one that needs help to beat Baron Corbin? Former IWGP heavyweight champion, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time in new Japan pro wrestling, Wrestle Kingdom main eventer, most charismatic man in the universe, king of strong style. He needs a distraction from Rick Boogs in order to beat Baron Corbin. Now I saw that and went, "This is depressing."
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: that yep. is that is a just depressing thought. I don't understand that. I get it that Baron Corbin's big, he's tall, but this was uh, this was a match. Going, why am I still looking at Baron Corbin five years later? having the same matches he was having five years ago, having not moved up the card at all. He's just sitting there as whatever. It's whatever. I don't, I don't, pre- there you go. <laughs>
1: uh, I'll say as well, the random guitar playing was the same as us fans singing. Uh, he seemed to fire him up the, the guitar playing, I would say headmaster, Jonathan Hedman, uh, it was designed to distract Corbin. Like he had eye contact with Corbin. The design was to distract him, not to fire up Mm. Shinsuke. He wasn't like, let's go Shinsuke, but it starts like playing his theme. It was like, no, Corbin, now's your time to be distracted. Look at me, look over here, which is dumb in my humble opinion. Um, But anyway, there was that match. We spoke for way too long about that for something that was ultimately meaningless. Um, And then we had uh, Jimmy Uso backstage Uh, So here comes the Roman Reigns part of the show. Uh, Jimmy Uso backstage. uh, And he said he and Jay are ready to go. He wants a match against the Street Profits next week uh, because he he wants him and Jay to wrestle again as the Usos. And he's backstage with Sonya Deville asking for a match. And she goes, okay, I'm not going to do it tonight because that kind of caliber of match needs a bit of promotion. Sure, sure. Um, Advertising matches in advance. Wild. Um, So, okay. they, They announced it for next week. I... Had the
2: exact same reaction as that. Like she said, a match like this needs to be needs to be advertised and built. And I went huh, 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 in WWE, but then I took a step back and be like, you know what? They've actually been doing a good job on SmackDown of of building matches and advertising them ahead of time. Yeah. They did it with the Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns match. They did it with the with this Fatal Four Way Intercontinental Title match, and they're doing it with the Usos Street Profits match. So. Despite my initial cynicism, I will be like, okay, you know what? I will give you this one. You are trying to do better. If this same promo happened on raw, I was, I still would have been like, <laughs> as if this company advertising things, you start your show with how main event, get out of here. <laughs> you know,
1: but yeah, anyway. I, I will
2: give, I will give them this one. I will give yes. them this one. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they, they set up a tag match next week, but Jimmy hasn't spoken to Jay first. Ooh. Um, so oh. then we got, and then Tempest. <laughs> <laughs> then we got, okay, full entrance for Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, and Jey Uso, which I thought was a nice segue going from Jimmy asking for the match straight into Roman Reigns making his entrance. I was like, okay, so now here's the consequences for that thing coming right out. Cool. Like that. They make their full entrance, do the whole shebang with all the music and the title and the all that stuff. Cuts to an ad break. We come back. Theme's still playing. They're in the ring. Here's Kevin Owens to talk about the Intercontinental title match later on. Uh, wh- what? They've just made their entrance. He does his promo saying, I'm going to be the Intercontinental Champion again. I used to be called the Fighter." Cuts his own promo, which admittedly thought was quite good. Um, hypes up the main event quite well cuts back to those guys in the ring okay now we're finally still here theme still playing by the way they're still there ready for their inevitable promo segment here's a video recap of roman reigns versus zara from backlash what why why did they come out to the ring before then (laughs) what's the pacing of this show Why wouldn't you have Kevin Owens cut the promo before the ad break, have the ad break, then while they're doing their entrance, play the video recap, and then they do the promo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a pet peeve. It's a pet peeve. I understand I'm being whiny and I'm being shouty and I'm being very complainy, but it winds me up so much that this company doesn't understand pacing. Yeah. Mm Yeah
2: see like there's i feel like it's because there's been so many problems with wwe over the years that picking out like the pacing of a show seems like a small one but if this was any other show in existence the pacing is like this big thing it's this big thing that you need to get right and they don't do it so Mm -hmm. when it's when it's just another thing that wwe gets wrong so often it feels like just a drop in the bucket i was just like oh it's just another problem but like you got to fix this kind of thing. Like if you fix yeah. this and then you fix the commentary and then you fix the terrible camera work, all of a sudden it's not that bad of a show. Then you only need to work on the booking. So like figure it out guys, fix the pacing. Hold up, hold up, hold up,
1: hold up, hold up. Sorry. Just got to bring this up. I, I hope, I hope, Whoosh. I hope that you're not being sincere. I really hope you're not being sincere. Cause if you are, it's it's <sighs> just rearrange the order of things is all i'm asking that's all i'm asking is just re- make things in the right order uh <laughs> and and also if you can't fill two hours of content then don't put on a two-hour show <clears throat> same thing with raw if you can't fill a three-hour show then don't do a three-hour show goodness me uh <laughs> and then okay Roman Reigns promo segments, we know, are always fantastic. They're always great. They always deliver. I thought this one was very good. It wasn't like, knock your socks off, amazing, fantastic uh, awesomeness. It was good, though. Um, Reigns came out and said, you know, if we're having the parade of champion. And he said, well, you know, I, I consider myself a humble man. But today, I'm going to indulge, and I want my... Uh, God, I've forgotten what he calls himself I've forgotten what Heyman calls himself to reigns the the special counsel ah, special counsel of, uh, of Roman reigns He says you I want him to celebrate me Heyman does a wonderful job uh to uh just list off all of Reigns' accomplishments since he's come back about how he scared off the fiend which I thought was a wonderful little line because they tease that little few with them and then the fiend uh, they move fiend to raw which I like how they try to make that make sense which was nice um And just saying how he'd beaten like everyone that he's beaten and he's been the best. Uh, And then he says, "Okay, great. And then Heyman says, is there anything else I can do for you, my tribal chief? And Rain says, I want Jimmy Uso. Paul Heyman, again, playing his character wonderfully, immediately goes off to the side. He's like, Jimmy Uso, play Jimmy Uso's music right now. No, no, no. He said, get me James Uso. And <laughs> James I,
2: Uso. I popped so big for James Uso. He used yeah. his government name. <laughs> get me <laughs> James,
1: <great>. brother. <laughs> I love it's it. That's great. Yeah. Um, so he, he calls for, for him to come out. Uh, but instead, Jimmy doesn't come out. Who comes out was Cesaro. Um, and at this point, I was like, "Okay, this promo segment is great. Really enjoying this. This is really good. Curious to see where this goes." Hmm, I didn't like this. Didn't like this bit because Cesaro came out and he was in a—he was still selling his arm. You know, it was a, it was wrapped up. He was in a sling and stuff. And he was saying, "Well, I—I I didn't realize you guys were whining." And I was like, "Okay, that's a solid start. That's okay." Um, and then he says, "Let's fight again." And I went, oh, no. Because Cesaro, you lost clean, buddy. Clean uh, there's no reason for you to get a rematch. There's no reason for you to have a rematch. If he was doing the babyface thing, he probably should have come out and just said, you know, no excuses. I lost. Um, but... I am going to work even harder. Once my arm's healed up, I'm going to work even harder and I'm going to earn another Universal title shot. And this time I will beat you because I'm going to be, I, I know your weaknesses now. I'm going to be better than ever. You know, there's there's so many different ways to flavor this to make him still a baby face and not just ask for another title shot because that makes him sound really whiny because yeah. he lost and it sounds like he can't accept the fact that he lost, which is a very Healy thing to do. Ugh, didn't like no. that.
2: You basically took the words right out of my mouth when he came out and was just like, let's let's have another match. Give me another shot at the Universal title. I was like, No. So like if I I love Cesaro, and if I'm looking at the babyface wrestler who I love and being like, You don't deserve another shot, man, like then you really probably don't deserve a shot and probably shouldn't be getting another match for the title. Like uh it's it's tough because again, do exactly what you just said. You just have him cut out and cut a different promo. And I think you accomplish the same thing here just without yeah. him being like, well, I want another match. Give me another match. I completely <laughs> failed. I was an absolute failure on Sunday, but I want to try again. He's like, well, that's not how it works,
1: my mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, back of the line. And if you want to earn another title shot, sure, by all means, like, yeah. If you want to work harder and, and get become that number one contender again, then, you know, he, he should. That's great. But yeah. But before... Reigns can accept or deny, probably deny, uh, another title shot. Uh, Seth Rollins comes out and attacks Cesaro, which is, again, another reason I feel like they should have just changed the promo because it doesn't even look like they're going to be doing a title shot of Hell in a Cell. So why would you have Cesaro ask for it anyway? Besides point. Um, And then uh, I really enjoyed this beatdown, honestly. I thought Rollins did really well on this beatdown just uh, because Cesaro had the, his arm in a sling uh, and just Rollins just kept going and, and just uh, just beat him down, beat him down, beat him down. You have the out of Cesaro not being medically cleared or, you know, his arm being in a sling and only having one arm kind of thing. And then he just stomps him, gets uh, walks away, runs back in, stomps him again, walks away at the other side of the arena, runs back over, stomps him again and just keeps doing that for ages. And then Cesaro has to get stretched out. I thought was pretty cool. Seth looks like he's completely losing it. Um, and then says to Cesaro, as he's being stretched out backstage, kind of grabs him and he just screams at him, when will you learn that your actions have consequences? It, I was going to say that. <laughs> 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 I was
2: waiting. I was waiting so long. I'm sorry, Tempest. I stole your <laughs> you thunder. You stole it from me. <laughs> yeah, I like the backstage segment a lot because Seth Rollins is walking backstage and the, they go up to him for an interview. And it's like, oh, what What did you just do? Like, you just attacked Cesaro. And he's like, I don't know, man. I just, I blacked out. I, what's going on? There he is. I thought he was going to like go and just kill him again. But no, he was like, when were you learned? It's good stuff. It's good stuff. I don't really care to see this match again. I'll be honest. Yeah, no, me neither. I, I don't want the WrestleMania feuds to just keep going. Mm. We've, he, Cesaro has beaten Seth Rollins twice in singles matches can we find something else for both of them to do like they can find their way back to each other in a bit but this is how you get burnt out on good stories and good matches was like i've seen it i saw this match like two weeks ago
1: i would like to see something else see i don't mind not i don't want them to have a rematch i'm i'm kind of into the idea of seth just slowly losing his mind where he's like I I I can't have another chance I can't redeem myself I I he's trying to get another match with Cesaro and constantly gets denied it whether like Cesaro's just like I don't need to f- stop and Rollins is like but I need to I need to be I can't beat you I need to beat you and he slowly like completely goes crazy and just starts attacking other people and gets into another feud with someone else because he just goes crazy and attacks people because he's a bit nuts you know that's cool I'm into that that's fine. If the heel wants to, you know, do you see the the difference here? You know why I'm into that. It's because he's a heel and he's asking for a rematch when he doesn't deserve one. Mm-hmm. So that to me makes sense. But I would like it if Cesaro then doesn't give him another match. But I feel sure, like like,
2: like if this builds to another match, like if they have their their final match at SummerSlam. Sure. Instead of the next pay per view, like if this was an injury angle, you take Cesaro off TV for a little bit. You have someone else come out and be like, "Hey, man, you just messed up my friend Cesaro. I'm gonna take you on, Seth Rollins." I don't know who it would be, but pick a good wrestler on the roster and just have him like defend Cesaro's honor. Have it be yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura for God's sake. They were a tag yeah. team. Yeah, that yeah. would be fun. The Cesaro uh, Seth Rollins Shinsuke Nakamura feud, but like do that for a little while and then have Cesaro come back, and eventually now he wants the revenge on Seth Rollins for fighting him, and they have their match at SummerSlam. That's a good way to make the feud longer. I don't want them to just keep having matches every couple weeks until I'm totally burnt out on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, After this, God, I've been so negative about this show, and it's not going to get any better, guys, because we got got Dominic Mysterio versus Robert Roode, um and okay, so another match that just keeps going, just keep boy. bringing it back. Yeah. So I spoke about this. Um, I I kind of ranted about this in the edited review as well, where mm-hmm. the story going into backlash was them saying that Dominic Mysterio doesn't belong. Now, him saying you're just Rey Mysterio's son, you don't belong in this ring. You, uh, you're just some kid. You don't belong here. But then they managed to prove them wrong by winning the tag titles at Backlash. Suck it, dirty dogs. We're I do deserve to belong uh, to belong in this ring. We're great. We're the tag team champions. So then Robert Roode came out here and said to Dominic Mysterio, "You don't belong in this ring. You're just a kid. You're just Rey Mysterio's son. What's the what's the point of him having to win the titles? Then the story's the same. Nothing has changed." The dynamic of the story is exactly the same. Like, if they're winning, if winning the tag titles, a supposedly really big deal, doesn't even change a story, what's the point? What's the point in any of it? it how can you have stimuli come into this feud and not affect what the feud is? I. It just winds me up to no end that they don't tell the stories that are presented right in front of them. You've already told the story of Dominic Mysterio proving himself in WWE. Discounting all the other wrestling that Dominic Mysterio has already done and proven himself like all of last year as being an actual singles wrestler, let alone in a tag team with his dad. Just ignoring all of that story. In this feud alone, they've done the story of Dominic Mysterio proving himself and becoming tag team champion. For them to then say again, Robert Roos says, oh, well, you don't belong, do you? It's like, he does. He's proved it. He's proved it to he He's beaten you. And then he beat him again in like three minutes. And I swear to God, and I know they're going to do it. Robert Roos is going to come out next week. And he's going to be like, oh, that was a fluke, wasn't it? Oh, you, you don't belong in this ring. And I'm going to be so mad if they do it because it's the same thing again wins and losses don't matter in wwe we already knew this but it just hammers it home that nothing changes god this wound me up this wound me up so much
2: really yeah couldn't tell but yeah i mean you're right though like have dolph and robert rude beaten these two guys like ever like for god's sake like they had the tag match last week or at the pay-per-view before that Ray beat Dolph. Before that, Dom beat Dolph. They're doing like every combination of these four guys in the tag matches, and the good guys have beaten them like every single time. At what point do you throw in the towel, Dirty Dogs? You're not winning these matches. You're just yeah. ugh, it's whatever. And again, Sean Rossap tweeted out last night. That was the eighth match between members of the Dirty Dogs and the Mysterios since March. For Christ's sake. Because I (laughs) I want to like SmackDown. Yeah. Most most weeks I do. Most weeks weeks really do like that. I even I would go so far as to say I like this week's SmackDown. Might not Mm. sound like it, but I like this week's SmackDown. You gotta stop this, guys. Like this, this is gonna drive me insane if we just see the exact same matches over and over forever, like how many matches on this show were the same matches from last week? Maybe a different dressing, but you still had the Shana and Naya and Natalia and Tamina thing. You had Corbin and Nakamura just again. You had Dom and Robert Roode, which I'll consider the same thing. Cause it's the same story. That's like half the show. Half the show is just an exact rerun of last week. Yeah. Fix that. Find yeah. anything else. Bring back squash matches for all I care. Just give me something else.
1: Yeah. God. <laughs> and I I know I've been really negative about this show. Like the main event was really good, guys. It was yeah. it was so much fun. The main event was so so fun. And I don't want to take away from the show that was actually good. Like, a lot of the actual in ring wrestling was pretty decent. But there's just so many things that just chip away at me every single week. And it's just stuff that I, I just hate. And some of it you may call pet peeves. It's just stuff that I can't look past because it's, like, fundamentals of storytelling. Like, the... Like, the simplest things you need to get right. Like I was talking about earlier with the pacing and the ordering of things. It's the simplest things to get right. And like this, you have something happen, so it must affect the story. If something happens and it doesn't affect the story, then it might not as well have happened. That's just how storytelling works. It winds me up that this is a global billion-dollar company, and they can't tell stories. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, like ooh, man. you take a show like this where we love Roman
2: Reigns and everything about Roman Reigns so much. And again, you might have like a fantastic main event like we had this week. And if you look at both of those, it's like that's a 10 out of 10 segment. That's a 10 out of 10 segment. But throughout the show, you have a negative one segment and a negative one segment and a negative one segment. And that's the pacing and the commentary and the, the camera work. All of a sudden, all these little minus ones that you get on mm. this test that they have every week. They start to chip away at everything, and all of a sudden, that ten out of ten segment doesn't really outweigh the twenty negative one segments that you have throughout the show. Like that's how I look at things.
1: But yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, figure it out. It's yeah. And for everyone that said it in the chat, I'll say it. Hate that. God, hate that. Hate that. Uh, then we had Jimmy Uso backstage. Uh, uh. uh Jimmy finds Jay. And Jimmy says, hey, we got a tag match next week. Um, I, I made it, and Jay's like, what? You didn't tell me beforehand? Dude, why didn't you tell me? You really should have told me. And, you know, in all fairness, Jimmy probably should have told him beforehand. J- just throw it out there. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> But Jay is just like, "Um, I need to tell Roman about this. And Jimmy's like, why do you need to tell Roman? This isn't about him. This isn't, this isn't about anything. You didn't win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Oh, my God, continuity. They actually remembered about the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal for once. Wild. Um." And says, You didn't you didn't win that for Roman. You won that for you. This isn't about Roman. This is about us. This is this is what we need to do. And Jay's like, mm, I've got to go tell him. So he goes off to go tell him. Um and then almost immediately after, after an air break, he goes and tells Roman. And he says, Hey man, well, you know, it wasn't anything to do with me. Jimmy just asked Sonia Deville. And now that we've got the street profits next week, and Roman immediately is like, What do you mean, we? The only the only we here is me and you jay we doesn't involve jimmy it's, it's just us this this is for the family um i think there might have been some audio issues during this because i lost a little bit of what roman said like a kind of clown came back in and he was a bit quiet at some points for, for what he was saying but i thought that was very good and it also says to me that i think that the tag match will go ahead next week but i think that roman will tell jay to turn on jimmy during the match and i don't know whether he's going to It's very
2: interesting. Like, again, this uh, five-star segment, like, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. It's perfect story. I would watch two hours of this story every week if it didn't burn out everything. But it's so good. Like, he's calm, and he's collected, and you know something's going to happen. Like this is, I feel like next week is going to be like a big moment in this story. Mm, and yeah. I love that. That's that's what week to week, progressive, long-term storytelling is. Is you know that a big moment's coming, but you don't know what it is and you don't know exactly when it is. This is like textbook, perfect, long-term booking. This is the kind of stuff that like Batista and Triple H were doing. Where it's like, you know that they're going to turn on him eventually. You just don't know what week. So you turn in, you tune in every week to see if it's going to happen this week. I feel like something might happen next week. And if not, we're going to get a really good match. So looking forward to that a lot. Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns is the best. I love this storyline. Give me more, please, please, please. So good.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know whether Roman will like insert himself into the tag match alongside Jay and just like kick Jimmy out of the match or whether he he'll have the match go ahead, or maybe he'll just tell Jay, you can't tag with Jimmy. So it'd be a handicap match or something like that, which would be weird. because It's against the street profits, but you know, whatever. Um and then the Street Profits, speaking of, uh, they cut a I thought it was a pretty solid promo. Uh I thought this it was one. a
2: really good promo.
1: Really good promo because I've not like I've not been super into the Street Profits on the main roster. I found them to be a bit annoying at times, but that's probably just due to overexposure. Um, because they were like they were the tag champions for ages, they were having the same feuds for ages, all the promos were the same for ages because they were facing the same people all the time. I think because I've not seen them do the same thing for a while, because they've not held held the titles here they cut this promo and i was like jesus they're really good at promos um it's really really good them just saying uh you know kind of using all the USO's lines against them and all that stuff saying it's not paranoia it's the street profits which is pretty good like against their uh uh their theme it was good really enjoyed this promo. i'm excited for next week yeah
2: me too i mean it's shocking what happens when all of a sudden like they cut a promo against a new team because mm. there's only been four teams on SmackDown yeah. since the God. since the Superstar Shakeup or whatever they called it, the draft. So yeah, it's shocking what a, what something new and refreshing can do. But I really yeah. like this promo. Like I watched this and went, "Hell yeah, Street Profits! Yeah, put the put the tag belts back on you in the near future."
1: <laughs> don't do that. No, God, don't do that. don't do
2: that. Long reign for the Mysterios, please.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we got into uh, Sami Zayn cut a little promo uh, backstage in guerrilla position before the main event, which is pretty good. Him am just talking about more about the conspiracy. And then it got into the main event match, which we've already spoken about, and Alistair Black's return. And that was the show. So overall, I feel like I was in the, the minority here because I feel like the stuff that wound me up on this show really wound me up. And it may have been a small thing that wound me up. But it was—it's like we were saying earlier. Those small things just, just add up after time, after time, after time. And normally, I've been—I on regular SmackDowns, I can overlook all the the small negative things because you've normally got this one shining light that's almost always one absolutely knocked out of the park segment that's been like, yes, that is something I can sink my teeth into. This is the thing I'm most looking forward to. It normally involves Roman Reigns, not always, but normally does. This week, I felt like didn't have that. I'm still interested, obviously, in the Roman J. Jimmy stuff, but it was a very small progression of the story. Like, it wasn't really... There wasn't that much progression of character. It was just like, they have a tag match next week. And and that was the progression of the story. And It's like, okay, I'm curious to see how they're going to react to the tag match next week. But the actual character progression in the story wasn't furthered. So I'm not mm. like... This wasn't like a oh my god, I can't believe this segment happened on this show. This was so good. And while the main event was a lot of fun, there were still things to criticize in it. Like I said, like the first half was a little bit slow for me, just a little bit too one-on-one, but then it picks up and got really good. And then there's a load of other stuff to criticize on the show. So I gave it a three out of five. Yeah,
2: I thought it was like I thought it was a solid three out of five. And that's not a bad rating at all. Like to me, the the main event really helped everything. Like, the main event gave this match such a boost. Like, I thought this would have been, like, a low two without the main event, you know. But with the main event, it really gave it that next kick up there. It was like, that was a really good match. And I didn't think there was that much to the Roman Reigns segment in the ring because he got interrupted by Cesaro Mm -hmm. and whatnot. But it was still, like, it was still good. And then you had the backstage segment where you talked to Jay Uso that I really liked. So those things together really kind of boosted everything up. Well, most of the rest of the show kind of dragged it down.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, And looking at what you guys thought on the community tab as well, turns out we're in the wrong apparently because people rated it 4 out of 5. 53% of you voting for a 4 out of 5 show, 29% going 3 out of 5. So kind of in that like high 3, low um, 4 range is what it seems to be, which I think is fair. Um, I just go a little bit lower for a 3 out of 5 because a lot of stuff wound me up on this show. Don't know if you guys have been able to tell through the course of this uh, review or not, whether it wound me up a little bit, but you know. It's WWE, isn't it? Um, before we get into the rest of your Ultra Chats, last call for your Ultra Chats, because we will be going through every single one of them before the show is out of here. But before we do that, we need to say thank you to some very special people, and those are our $25 and above pledge hammers over on Patreon. Unless I'm horribly mistaken, I believe Wrestle Talk Extra has just gone live over on uh, Wrestle Talk's Patreon page, where uh, Luke and Ollie are reviewing TNA Sacrifice 2008. Um, you know, Steiner that one. Um kind of. so you can go and uh, yeah, it was on technically on the you know the you know, before it wasn't actually on the show, but you know, it was about it, That's what the Steinomass promo was about, you know. It yeah. spells disaster for you but sacrifice, it's that one. Um so yeah, uh Luke and Ollie review that, which is over on our Patreon page right now, I think. Um and yeah, you can go go give it a listen. It's good fun. Apparently, it's a really bad show. So enjoy. Uh, well, yeah, it's a TNA yeah. pay per view from two thousand eight. Yeah. I think they were just about all bad. Mm. So uh, you can go enjoy Luke and Ollie not enjoying it um, over on our uh, on our Patreon page. And if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom Patreon wrestling nickname. And it gets read out on a show much like this one. So thank you to Ari and Shifra. The booze awaits. Woo! Thank you very much.
2: Thank you. We've got uh, <laughs> Peter Fiber us.
1: Yeah. Thank you very much. Chris. Hellfire Brimstone. Yeah. Thank you.
2: The Pim Particle, Terry
1: Hankhammer. Way, hey, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Probably better than Kyle. Philip O'Reilly. Woo! Thank Woo. you very much.
2: Jonathan the Headmaster Headman.
1: Woo! Yes, thank Hi, you very Jonathan. much. Hi Jonathan. Jonathan. Get better soon, buddy. The venerable Jesse Venable. Woo! Yeah. Thank you very much. I'm gonna do it. You've got to do it. Do the voice. What? what, what do, why? Do, I, do, this, do Batman voice. Do Batman voice.
2: Do it. But, but this, this means something different yeah, in know. Toronto.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. I'm Batty Man. Nathan Batty. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. This is some kind of Patreon shout out. Nate drops surname. Woo. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> I've also given you the Spanish one, it looks like.
2: Why? Have fun. Pete, you made me read German.
1: I didn't uh, okay. I didn't order these. This is just this is fate giving you the uh uh-huh. the Spanish one. Uh
2: Viernes El uh deci- I don't know, this is a long word. Uh Decemot tercero, Jonathan Gutierrez uh, I can't even read the English part
1: of this goddamn <laughs> Jason Gutierrez. <laughs> it's actually pronounced <clears throat> Viernes El Decimotercero, which is That's a long per- word. It is which is Spanish for Friday the 13th because his name's Jason, but it's Jason Gutierrez. So it's uh, Spanish Jason. Yeah, uh, got Yeah. It. Uh, I got yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, the Ones chooses the wizard, Carol Ones. Woo! Thank you very much.
2: Yeah. And living in the past, Kieran Pryor.
1: Woo! Yes. Thank you yeah. very much. Now let's get into your uh, the rest of your ultra chats here. Last chance for those wrestletalk.com forward slash support uh, is the link you need to go to. Uh, to get in your messages right now on stream uh jay gupta comes in to say "Alistair black hitting black mass made me pop huge i hope um he makes it more than three weeks this time and it results in an epic feud with Big E." but pete going a wee on jc's belt in the news was my biggest pop hashtag liw for life i was quite proud of that gag and i told the editor i was like you just have me spinning in the title belt and just gave him the picture of the belt and he went yeah right i was like yes (laughs) let's go it's gonna be great um yeah. Uh, dude, seeing the black mass, I was like, God, I missed that move. That's good a, move. that's a good move right there. Um, I I don't I don't know Spanish. I studied Spanish for quite a long time, by the way. Uh, rallying that said in the in the chat. I I studied Spanish for quite a while, till I was eighteen. Seventeen? What is time? Um, and then I I stopped studying it was actually technically my best subject in school. I for those in England, I got a B at A level. So you know, I, I, don't as know B. What that means. Yeah, I, I know you don't. That's why I said for people that were in the in England. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um more ultra chats. Got one here from Mayor of Pain'sville, Dan. Says Guten Tag, my fellow Boogs fans. Uh is it just me or is WWE insanely behind Cesaro? Two feuds at once, one with Roman. Uh he will come back beating both of them. I feel What's changed. I disagree. I don't think he's I gonna know. beat both of them. Um, And I don't know if he's, I don't know if they're super behind him. I feel like he's just the guy that's there right now. The way that
2: I've looked at it is uh, if you are feuding with Roman Reigns or in a position to feud with Roman Reigns, you get booked better, like by association, Mm. like they take care of you a little bit. And I think that's kind of what happened. Like they knew they were going to go to Roman Reigns and Cesaro after WrestleMania. So they booked uh, Cesaro strong for the majority of the year. Like, the only match that he had lost since the Royal Rumble was the Elimination Chamber match. That's it. Like, he was undefeated aside from that one match. So Mm -hmm. I think it just kind of feels like, oh, he wins all his matches, which is what you're supposed to do if you're going for a world title. Mm -hmm. But I
1: think it's just them kind of
2: working out. I don't think he's going to beat Roman Reigns.
1: Yeah. Um, Also, I'm seeing people say that when I was 18 was like a year or two years ago. Uh, Thank you, but also no. No. I'm I'm 27. That's, no. That's 10 years ago, actually, which is a long time. God, mm-hmm. 10 years. Jesus Christ, I made myself mm-hmm. sad. Um, Sadie6969Deegan says, Hey, again, do you want to hear a fun fact? None of yes. the women's teams that were in the tag team elimination chamber are still together or in the company. None of them. Zero percent. I despise those titles. I'm a broken record, but Shayna deserves so much better. Yes, she does. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you, you you don't even have like the the thrown together teams that were thrown together for that match. I think mm-hmm. it was like Carmella and Naomi were a team, and both sure. of them are just kind of floating around. Why can't they be a thrown together team now? I get one's a heel and one's a baby face, but like,
1: I mean, you had um Carmella and Billy Kay. Oh wait, Billy Kay got released. Uh-huh. How how nice. about that? Good job, WWE. Proud of you. This company. This this company. Um, Matthew Makofsky says, uh, what if Apollo is the Dark Father? But then Alistair turns on him and becomes Icy Champ at SummerSlam. This is what I want. This might be totally me dreaming, but this would be brilliant. I disagree. That doesn't sound brilliant. No, I don't like Um, that, personally. I don't like No, no. What would Alistair Black and Apollo Crews have anything to do with each other? Mm Mm-mm. I, I don't think Apollo fits that father character, the dark father that Black has been talking about in the promos. So, no. Um, Rob Steedley says, uh, I'm hoping they stretch out the Jay and Jimmy Uso story with Roman to where they lose a championship match for the tag straps because Roman tells Jay he can't tag with his brother during the match. Have this happen at SummerSlam. L-I-W, jam that jam. I agree, Allister. but not at SummerSlam. Yeah, Alistair
2: Black, Black is older than Apollo Crews. Okay.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I agree with that ultra chat, just not a SummerSlam. I think they should have a match for the tag team titles and Roman should like pull the plug out from under it or cost them or do something, you know, he spear Jimmy in the middle of the match or whatever it is, you know, do something, but that should happen sooner rather than later. I think Mm -hmm. either before hell in a cell or at hell in a cell or sometime around then. And then that builds into like a Roman and Jimmy type thing where, Probably Roman's gonna make Jay fight uh, Jay fight Jimmy, and that is just what I want. I just want to see the emotional conflict on Jay's face as he stands up against his brother. Oh, it's gonna be good. Yeah.
2: For that. Also, uh, Charles Berg pops in again. Jack Black is the father. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. Jack Black is. I mean, Alice it just Black's it father. just makes it just makes it, sense. It just makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um we've got one more ultra chat here from charles burke that says i don't often get involved but you two boys attempted to murder a man since you both want retribution i've given you new names Henceforth, Pilt shall be known as spunk no i won't and tempest shall uh, shall be referred to as blumpkin don't google no, that have a good day spunk and blumpkin i mean those aren't our names and they won't stick at all no i don't know if you know how over lost intangibles are do you know how many t-shirts we sold it's a lot it's actually quite a lot People really like the intangibles so no those 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 names won't stick Charles Berg. nice try um also if all you guys could continue to call Ollie Oliver that would make us very happy um thank you everyone uh, and we also got one new member during the stream someone who has become a member to the channel William Büner thank you very much for becoming a member on the channel we appreciate it so much if you guys want to uh, click that join button that's underneath the stream you can become a member as well and uh, you get access to all sorts of emotes including the L.A.W. Emo. We've got an emote and merch because we're the best. OK, I've got an email here, Tempest, and it's going to be a good one because it's from Nishant, who oh, says like it puppies. I like good emails. Oh,
2: I want to see some puppies. Yeah, not in a Jerry Lawler way.
1: Uh, so this, yeah, definitely not in a Jerry Lawler way. Um. So this was sent in quite a while ago. This was eleven days ago. Oh my god, we have too many emails. We can't get through them all quick enough. That's the problem. Venetia uh, comes when in we today? Take "A week off." Exactly. Yeah, it's true. Did Luke not read any emails while I was off? <laughs> not really. We didn't even do a oh podcast segment last week. Oh my, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> this guy i need to i need to have words um nishan comes in to say dear loss in Tangi, blessed wrestle talk i normally email you guys with pictures of my two pups they formed a tag team now and are called the puppers of destruction that's adorable that's
2: Cute. i like um, that
1: named so because they've destroyed a lot of my mother's shoes Uh, but that's not why I'm emailing today. Uh, I have a theory. Uh, Are the intangibles named so since Tempest is in Canada and he and Pete can't touch? The rest of the boys can shake hands and give each other high fives all day long, or at least y'all could, but Pete and Tempest cannot. They cannot touch. Hence, they're the intangibles. P.S. I know that's not how you got the name, and it's because of the intangibles at NXT TakeOver, Sands and the Liver. Shut up. That's it for today. Stay safe and lots of love. (laughs) Nishad. Thank you very much, Nishad And Tempest... I want you to have a guess how many pictures of puppies they've attached to this uh, to this email. I'm going to guess six. Eleven. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> that's so many puppies. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to share my screen so you can see this. I'm, I'm oh, they're kind of small. Um, but it's okay. you are so so, anyway.
2: Can tell how cute the dogs are. That's the important yeah. part.
1: That's bigger. There we go. <sighs>
2: Oh my goodness! Look at those little eyes. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> I oh Lord, if there's a way to my heart, it's with
1: small animals. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent.
2: Oh, 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 man. oh man. Oh man. Ah. Oh my God! Curled up on a chair. Up on a chair. <laughs> like a lot of times when people say, "Oh, look at my puppy!" It's like a full-grown dog and everything. But yeah. These yeah. these are proper puppies. <gasps> Tempest. Oh, they're sleeping again. What? They're cuddling. They are
1: cuddling. It's the cutest. Oh, my God. And again, oh, I'm j- this entire podcast segment is just going to be looking at puppies, and I'm OK with that. Great, great audio.
2: Great audio. Yeah. Just going, oh, 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 look at this oh, dog. Oh, oh,
1: it's a sleepy <laughs> boy. Oh.
2: Just for those for those just listening to this, which is everyone because this doesn't get recorded. Uh, yeah. Just imagine the cutest dogs, and imagine yes. eleven pictures
1: worth of cute dogs. Absolutely. And you'll, yeah. You'll you'll have the same experience as us. Exactly. Yes. Uh Thank you very much, Nishan. We we appreciate all the the emails and the puppies and everything. Of course. Got another email here from Juan Gabriel. It says, uh, "Good day, my favorite Tempest and lukewarm Lou Luke Cohen." I guess this was from last week. That he didn't read out oh he's given you a name here aka oh, luke pest Ugh.
2: yeah didn't
1: like, Don't that, like that no and then he said and i'm gonna this was obviously sent in pre-backlash so i'm gonna i'm gonna give you this one one but never say this again lliw lost lukewarm intangibles the wrestle talk no never again Giving you that because it was before Backlash, but never again. Hope y'all are doing well. I just have uh, to rant a bit about SmackDown. Rant about a big pet peeve of mine that they do. Currently, the way they put together the show is so bad. As a videographer and video editor myself, the pacing and structure of SmackDown makes me cringe. When I try to put together a video of my Twitch highlights... I try to make a small story that's coherent. However, the team at SmackDown makes the show so disjointed. Last night, the show made me not enjoy it completely. Show was a bit la- lackluster, anyways, because it didn't flow right. The promo packages were edited amazingly, but they were put in the wrong places or it overlapped with a few things. Just like how AEW didn't really let things breathe as much as they should have, SmackDown did the same, but with the structure of the whole show. I don't know if I'm being picky or if I'm not the only one who sees it. Let me know what you guys think. P.S. I miss Q Tip the Man Ass. That's me. Q-tip uh, the man-ass. The man-ass. That, man That's me, yeah. Um. I I mean, this is coming after this SmackDown segment, which we've already totally recorded. So you would have heard me talk about the pacing of certain parts of this show and how they didn't make any sense and how mm-hmm. stuff overlapped and all that jazz. Exactly what you're talking about because there was one segment in particular that really wound me up. Um, I
2: can I can guess which one it was. Uh, uh, well, I mean, we'll this is after, so I already know which one it was. We've you already know it's the stuff yeah. with Roman
1: Reigns and a backstage promo with Kevin Owens thrown in the yeah. middle and stuff which we've spoken about um yes i agree with you 100% on gabriel uh, on that front um and he says also and a quick update my brother and his fiancee who i think if if memory serves uh one was the one that said they introduced them to wrestling and then they enjoyed it i think right and then mm-hmm. my brother and his fiance uh watched smackdown with me last night because they wanted more wrestling we ordered pizza and wings and we watched it all before i had to stream we were all bored, to be honest. Maybe this doesn't stop them from watching wrestling with me. Thanks for being awesome. Your emo chief and head of the emos, Juan Gabriel. That's a shame.
2: Well, for what I remember, I will say just about as soon as we finish these podcasts each week, all mm-hmm. the memory of these shows kind of goes out the window. Yeah. I remember giving last week Smackdown a two out of five and not enjoying mm. it really that much. So I don't think you're totally alone. I think last week was a bit of a dud episode. But then again, everyone was like, oh, the tip is too negative. This is a fine show. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, everyone,
1: maybe we're just cynical, but I agree. Everyone has very low standards when it comes to WWE. Um, oh, yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Um, uh, we got another email here from uh, Misha. Uh, the subject says LIW444 life. And then in brackets, more D&D bait. All oh, right. Boy. I'm on board. Hola, gang. Not gonna lie, marked out a bit when my email got read out. This one's not such a good candidate for the outro, and that's okay. I know what'll get read, and that's the important thing. I'm reading it on the outro anyway. I'm a maverick renegade, and I cannot be stopped. Pete, your enthusiasm for D&D is a wonderful thing to behold. I've been playing uh, tabletop role-playing games for almost 20 years, and even at my keenest, I couldn't match you for love of the game. Genuinely heartwarming in an era where, quite frankly, we can't have nice things seems to be the order of the day. Tempest, I think you're selling yourself short. If you've got the kind of brain that can adjust a wrestling match on the fly when somebody botches a spot, I'm certain you could handle the ebbs and flows of D&D combat. As far as your character goes, there's a certain level of improvisation that can apply, but usually it's best to have a word with your GM about overarching storylines, whether that's in reference to your character's past, present, or future, or a combination. It's all good, but long-term storytelling is the bedrock of both tabletop role-playing games and pro wrestling. And hey, maybe D&D isn't your bag. Maybe Call of Cthulhu or World of Darkness or Exalted might be more your scene. Tabletop has many different flavors as the human imagination can conceive. From CBW to My Little Pony to Alien to Mean Girls. No, really, it's called Best Friends and character generation is done based on petty jealousies. For now, though, I'll leave you one of the all-time greatest D&D Green Tech stories. I think it might appeal to you. Stay safe, both. Misha, I would read it. However, that Green Tech story is very long, so I won't. Uh, I'll probably just send it to Tempest to read another time. Um, yeah, you should play D&D. It's good.
2: So I keep being told. Mm. Honest, like I I would probably find it easier to get into if I had just a group that was oh, yeah. already into it. If it mm-hmm. wasn't like, hmm, there's this thing that I might have an interest in, don't really know, might want to try one time, but I need to create a massive group. Yeah to do it i think that it's just an extra step that kind of is a roadblock for me Mm -hmm. but who knows who knows what happens life life is open to new challenges and everything so maybe at some point i'll
1: get into it yeah i mean i mean we had one whole session before the whole you know lockdown thing happened we had one sec uh, one session of Luncheons and dragons which was everyone in the office doing a <laughs> DD thing that i was running which is still the best name that Laurie's ever come up with for anything um and yeah we got one session in and we were supposed to have a second one but then you know lockdown so maybe mm-hmm. if you come over and visit everyone which you're going to do at some point right right um as far as i then, know yeah then then maybe we can get that second session in and maybe you can join in for that one or something who knows um but i i i'd like to play d d with you i think you'd be very good um and just quickly on this one um because we're talking about the subject we did have another email here from sam um that says uh long time listeners to all your review podcasts first time emailing in on this week's nxt review tempest mentioned that he has a hard time with d d because he has a hard time improvising on the fly within the context of d d has an easy time with wrestling promos etc because he's dedicated his entire life to it so i present to you Worldwide Wrestling RPG. This would be a really cool way to help Tempest uh, into tabletop gaming, if that's something he's interested in. I think it's the perfect crossover for your guys' various interests. That's really interesting that you say that, Sam. Have you heard of a thing called CBW? Um, (laughs) (laughs) If if you've not, you should probably look into it on the Parts Fun Known YouTube channel, uh, City British Wrestling, which is also a brilliant name. Um, And uh, it's, it's Worldwide Wrestling RPG that we've done um i say we neither me or tempest has but the gang as a collective has and it's brilliant i agree yeah
2: i enjoyed watching them mm. yeah like again yeah. i can watch people play D, and like i get it mm. it's just it's just difficult for me it would take like a lot of yeah. prep in my mind so, anyway to fully establish a character and get yes. into their head because if i'm gonna do this i want to do it right you know right yeah i would have a good multi-dimensional character that i can actually like dive into and and be that character and think about the decisions they'd make and whatnot
1: so 100 yeah exactly um uh, sam ends off this email saying anyway index rules alexa is the most interesting thing on raw besides rk bro and i love shouting my disapproval of some of your takes while while still listening every damn week love y'all keep up the good work all my love sam the ginger dragon
2: Well, likewise,
1: Sam, I will shout my disapproval for some of your takes in that case. Um, Thank you very much for that email, Sam. Uh, I think we're probably going to end it off there today. Uh, In fact, we'll do this very quick one Um, from uh, the headmaster, Jonathan Hedman. Uh, it says, good appropriate time of day, senor intangibles. Singular? Senor? One of us? There's two of us. Thank you very much. Um, I hope this makes your podcast today. It's been a long, stressful time, and I just wanted to ask, how are you doing overall? was also wondering about any rooster updates. I can imagine how the lack of sleep might have an effect on you. I hope you're well. Uh, I'm hopefully going to be discharged on the 25th. It'll be nice to be home again. Anyway, take care. Love you. Jam that jam. Jonathan, appreciate you, Jonathan. Thanks for emailing it and hope you're doing okay. And hopefully the 25th comes around nice and fast. Um, any, I mean, I've had the Rooster updates, Tempest, but just in case anyone hasn't been uh, hasn't been listening to every podcast. Yes, I, I do
2: believe that I've said this on the, the podcast before, but uh, at some point, I think it was probably about a month ago now, honestly, closer to the end of April, Uh, The rooster, I don't want to say met his demise, but was taken somewhere else. (laughs) Thank God, because, oh, my sweet baby Jesus, that was like at least three weeks straight of just waking up at 4.30 to 6 o'clock every day by this goddamn bird. And it's gone now. Thankfully, City of Toronto did not do enough to help, but it's done now. And I hope to Christ that there's never another rooster in my neighborhood again.
1: <laughs> Otherwise I'm yeah.
2: <they're> doing fine.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's always good. Um, Yeah. Thank you very much, uh, Jonathan, for that email. If you guys want to email in, by the way, support at wrestletalk.com is the place to do so. Uh, and we will be sure to try and read out uh, most slash all of your emails on the podcast. If we get the time, that would be great. Give us more. Cause I've just rinsed through a lot of them got any more uh emails that you want to send us in do so support at wrestle talk.com is the place to do it um but that is going to do it for this episode of the wrestle talk podcast thank you very much for listening everyone really do appreciate it take care stay safe we love you very much goodbye